Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Oh God, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We come now on this Mother's Day thanking you for all the loving mothers who are viewing this service. But even now, we lament Ahmad Arbery, who recently lost his life, and we pray for comfort, strength, and healing for that family. And yet in this time, as we mourn and as we also celebrate Mother's Day, be with us, God. Help us to hear a word from you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Friends, it is amazing that you have joined us this Mother's Day. And to the superstars of the family, the loving mothers who are watching this, I have this great flower for you. If you were here, I'd give it to you in person, but I just want to show you. It's right here, and we are celebrating you, and this flower is a virtual flower for each of you. To all the mothers in the house, we celebrate you, we honor you, and we thank you for everything you do. And so, to all of us, we are here again to continue in worship And in our May sermon series, we're discussing what it means to be aligned with God. And today we're going to follow along that same vein by speaking more specifically about what it means to thrive, the power to thrive. Friends, for us to begin in deep water, I want you to understand that our power to thrive is attached to our relationship with God. One hard truth to realize is that we cannot thrive in life and procrastinate in life at the same time. It just does not work. Procrastination, you see, is an enemy to purpose. Procrastination and purpose, although they may start with the letter P, they could not be more different in meaning. You see, the action of delaying or postponing something that needs to be done while engaging in something less purposeful is something that I, yes, I, and most of us are fantastic at doing. Think about it, friends. We procrastinate by watching Netflix when we know we need to study. We procrastinate by eating fast food when we know we were supposed to work out. We even procrastinate by setting goals, but not setting deadlines. But yet for all of us to thrive, to grow, or to develop well, we must align ourselves with God and throw the distractions and the excuses away. But guess what? Spoiler alert. This is how we thrive. We thrive when we depend on God. Friends, codependence in our relationship with God should be the Christian's desire, but also the Christian's norm. But I know that's a bit challenging, isn't it? You know, Winston Churchill thought so as well, because it was Winston Churchill who once said that you will never reach your destination if you throw stones at every dog that barks. 
Friends, we have PhDs at throwing stones at barking dogs and becoming attracted and distracted by just about anything. But don't feel bad. So did the believers at Ephesus. Today we're going to camp out in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And you see right here in the text, Paul is on his third missionary journey. For three years, he's told these believers about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. However, Ephesus is a very important city in the province of Asia. You see, Ephesus is located in what we know as modern-day Turkey. But Ephesus was at the intersection of many important trade routes. You see, Ephesus was a grand marketplace. If you wanted to buy something, you went to Ephesus. Ephesus had so much going on that it even had a pagan temple that was dedicated to a Roman goddess. There were various beliefs. There was various places to buy clothing. And yet Paul is telling these believers that in the midst of this grand marketplace, do not get distracted. Keep believing in Jesus Friends, he tells these believers that God does not simply want any of us to just survive. We serve a God that wants us to thrive. Friends, but yet for us to thrive, it depends on how aligned we are with God. And Paul is praying in chapter 3 of Ephesians, verses 14 and through 19, we catch Paul praying these words. Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpass knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Friends, this is a magnificent prayer. And Paul is praying this prayer to all of the believers in Ephesus as well as us. But one thing we see here is we notice that Paul prayed for unity. Paul prayed not only for unity, he prayed for strength for these believers that they would be equipped by the spirit of God. He also prayed that they would have strong and continuing faith. But yet, lastly, is my favorite. He prayed that they will comprehend the loving, honorable, amazing love of God through Christ Jesus. When I was first taught how to pray, I was taught by my mother. And my mother would say, okay, Joshua, before bed, get down on your knees, cross your hands. I said, okay, mom. And she would say, repeat after me. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Bless mom, bless dad, bless Uncle Richard, Uncle Rona, all my friends. Amen. That was a nice prayer. Quite beautiful for a little kid. But that prayer cannot 
even compare to what Paul is praying in this moment. Paul is descriptive. Paul, his words scream unity as he shares that every family under heaven has gotten their name from God. Paul is yelling in love, his desire for these believers to function in unity, to know that they are loved by Jesus and they don't have to be distracted by other beliefs or even people. And friends, as I think about unity, it leads me to think about this past week, I was walking my dog. And as I was walking my dog, I looked over to one of the houses in my neighborhood. And I noticed that one of my neighbors in his window, he put a big sign that he colored himself that says, in this time, we are all in this together. Friends, we may be in the midst of a problem and a pandemic, but I want you to understand that through Jesus, through Jesus's sacrifice, we are unified and all in this together. Paul prays for unity, but Paul also prays that there would be strength, that they would be equipped with strength by the spirit of God. He says, you don't have to lift weights to get this strength, but it comes from the love bank of Jesus. Paul, he's praying that these believers would be equipped and have the strength to have continuing faith, that they would not get distracted by what they see, but that they would press on and keep going in faith. But yet, ending the first section of Paul's prayer, Paul wants to emphasize very simply, I sum it up just like this, he wants all of us to experience the reckless love of God through Jesus. You see, when I say reckless, it means and is defined as without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. You see, Paul wants these believers and all of us to experience the reckless love of God. God does not just kind of love us. God recklessly loves each and every one of us. And Paul wants us to understand the width, the length, the height and the depth of God's love through Christ Jesus. You see, this is pageantry in motion because in essence, what Paul is saying is that wherever you may go, God goes with you. Wherever you may find yourself, God goes with you. So think about it. When we are depressed, that still means that God is divine. When we may find ourselves angry, that does not stop God from being almighty. And even when we feel stuck in life, that does not stop Jesus from being a loving savior. And this love does not stop. This love crosses barriers for us. This love is even seen in the lyrics of the song, Reckless Love, where the song says, there's no shadow God won't light up, no mountain God won't climb up, coming after us. You see, there's no wall God won't kick down, no lie God won't tear down, coming after us. This reckless, this real, this remarkable love is what Paul is saying. Believers, all of us, check it. You have no reason to get distracted. Why? Because God is in love with you. Jesus recklessly loved you so much so that he died for you. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, we are their goals.
goals. Friends, when I think about goals, I think about a time when I was in class and I was always so easily distracted. I had a teacher tell me, Joshua, you stay after class. You've talked for 50 minutes and not listened to me, so you stay after class. The whole class said, ooh, yeah, I was in trouble. And so, friends, after I stayed after class, my teacher said, Joshua, why are you so easily distracted? I said, I I don't know. And so she said, well, Joshua, let's have a conversation. What are some of your goals in life back then? I said, well, I want to be a baseball player, make a whole lot of money, be rich. (laughs) She said, okay, well, in order for you to be a baseball player, you got to pay attention in my class so that you can pass the class. I said, "Mm, I never thought about that. She says, Josh, I want to let you know something, that you will never accomplish any goals in your life unless you focus on the goal. (laughs) Likewise, my friends, God never gets distracted by showing his reckless love for us. Why? Because he's focused on the goal. We are his goal and we should never become distracted in life. Why? Because Jesus recklessly loves us. Therefore, we have a responsibility, a right, and a reason to live lives that please God. Why, you may ask, in case you're struggling with it, come in, let me take you to Romans 5 and eight. You should never be distracted from showing love to God because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You may have a whole lot of friends in the world, but here, check this. You probably don't have a friend that would die for you, but Jesus did. Jesus recklessly loves us. And that's what Paul is trying to get all of us to understand. But yet brother Paul is still praying. And through his prayer, he preaches to us today. He's telling us, be encouraged, don't be distracted because God recklessly loves us. But Paul continues in Ephesians chapter three with the second portion of his prayer located right there in verses 20 through 21. Listen to Paul's prayer. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friends, it's been said by many experts, they estimate that the mind thinks between 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. That's a whole lot of thinking. But yet in the midst of this smorgasbord of thoughts, we still cannot conceptualize the way that God thinks about us. You see, in fact, in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. I like to say in a laughing manner, but it is some truth to every statement that the middle name of Jesus is abundance. You see, Jesus gives us abundant love. He gives us abundant provision. He cares for us in abundant ways. He offered us an abundant sacrifice. He's always in an abundant relationship with us. He offers us abundant comfort. We serve a God through Jesus Christ who is abundant in all the ways that he lives for us, cares for us, and offers us everything that we need. And for this abundance that we experience, we should give God glory. For the abundance that we are benefiting from, we should offer God praise. 
This honor, this praise should not be a Sunday event. It should not take for us to come inside of a church just to praise God, but we should praise God with our lives. You may ask, well, Brother Josh, why should I praise God? Well, Augustine summed it up just like this. You praise God because God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. And this specific love that God offers us through Jesus is reckless, but it's also abundant and powerful. Paul is praying here saying for these two reasons, we should never allow distractions to detour us away from God. Friends, when I think about the reckless love of God through Jesus, when I think about Paul's prayer, when I think about the abundance that the almighty gives, it takes me back to the drive through at McDonald's. Yes, Mickey D's. I remember being in the drive through and ordering a Big Mac meal. I won't tell y'all the price of that meal because you'll say you go there too often. But I remember ordering, and when I pulled up to the first window, the cashier said, excuse me, sir, would you like to supersize your order for a small fee? Would you like to graduate your fries and drink from medium to large? I said, no, ma'am, I, I want to pay for this order in this manner. That's all. She said, okay. She took my money. She said, you drive to the second window and collect your order. As I licked my lips because I was hungry, I drove to that second window. As I drove to the second window, I remember collecting my order and I looked at the cup that I received and it was larger than what I had paid for. I multitasked as I was driving off and I looked inside the bag noticing that there was a large fry when it was supposed to be a medium. That's all I paid for. And as I was driving away, I said to myself, oh, my God, <laughs> this cashier blessed me and I didn't even pay for the blessing. And when I think about the cashier blessing me, those fries and that drink had nothing compared to what Jesus did on the cross <laughs> because Jesus paid it all and all to him we owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he's washed it white as snow. Friends, we have a God through Jesus Christ that offers us abundance that we didn't pay for, abundance that we didn't ask for abundance that we didn't even think about and for that reason we don't have to get distracted but we ought to lift God high we don't have to get distracted but we ought to offer God praise why because he deserves it friends abundance we experience it and so what Paul is saying is true may we all come to understand the width of God's love, the height of God's love, the depth of God's love, so that we would come to understand that nothing should separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Friends, on this Mother's Day, our together takeaway is very simple. It's that the power of God's endless love leads us to experience God in unimaginable ways. And so, friends, today, if you don't know Jesus, I invite you at this moment to come into relationship with Jesus. Jesus recklessly loves you more than anyone else can. And so, my friends, if you don't know Jesus, I just want you to simply repeat a prayer after me that I mess up and I need God's love. I believe that Jesus died for every sin that I commit or could commit. 
and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Friends, if you just prayed that prayer, I'm in amazement and excitement on this Mother's Day. But I want you to let us know about it. Would you be so kind to just put it right here in the comment section on Facebook or any of our social media platforms? But if you're a private person, sometimes like myself, just go to spdl.org and you'll find all of our emails there. Feel free to reach out to us and I promise we'll get back with you shortly. But if by chance you want to know more about this spiritual community as we seek to lift God high, feel free to email us. And hey, you can't ever have too much prayer. And I want you to know that Jesus doesn't leave us alone. And in our community, we don't leave you alone. If you need some prayer, email us. We'd be glad to pray for you. And so, my friends, I end on Paul's words. May we experience God's word, the height, the depth, the length, and the width of God's love in this week. I challenge each of you, reflect on God's love. What is he doing for you? Pray and think about God's love so that you don't find yourself hopeless. And remember, God recklessly loves you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.